Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the club. I hope you had a fabulous Christmas. I, I am recording this um, with all the people at home, so I hope I can make it through this without interruption. There's about five little boys right outside my window looking in as they play football, and one's in the other room on the couch, and one's in a room playing and you know tis the season for everyone to be home man so bless my mama heart as i keep this show going today i want to answer one of the most common questions i get when we do feast to fast and that is how many meals a day should i be eating because what often happens is that once people get into the program and get going get their blood sugar balanced and allow the body to start utilizing fat for energy, they just aren't as hungry for as many meals as they used to be. And it kind of freaks them out. They're like, is that okay? Am I going to ruin my metabolism if I'm not eating often enough? And the short answer is this. If you're not hungry for another meal, don't eat it. Seems pretty reasonable, right? but people second guess themselves because they've heard that you have to eat every two to three hours to keep your metabolism fired up or that that is the best way to lose weight, to eat like six meals a day. So let me put this as plainly to you as I can. Your body does not burn stored energy when it's got incoming energy. Does that make sense? So when you're eating, your body is using that food that you're eating immediately for your energy or it's storing it away for later use. So if you're eating every two to three hours, you're not giving your body the chance or really the need to use stored fat as energy. It's constantly got some coming in. Now, I know it's confusing because many health professionals swear by eating more often throughout the day. And I'm not saying there are not special cases um, that would benefit from that or that might be necessary. Um, you know, in temporarily needed in cases of maybe like severe hypoglycemia, digestive distress, when the, the body just can't handle, the gut just cannot handle a regular sized meal. Um, and if that is the case, we need to work on that for sure. But in general, I mean, we're not meant to be constantly putting food in our mouths. So let's get a little perspective around this, because you know how I like to just imagine, like just have a little throwback to biblical times. Can you imagine Jesus and the disciples like on their long walks between cities being like, everybody stop. It's been two hours. We have to eat or we may ruin our metabolism before we get to Galilee. I mean, it sounds kind of silly. <laughs> 
and funny and it's kind of meant to be because really can you imagine like if that was what we were supposed to be doing and you know they were walking all the time and they were like oh I better stop and eat something or I might just pass out and die I'm gonna ruin my metabolism my body's gonna start eating my muscle so not necessary here's another little side note um that kind of goes along with this I see a lot of people get overly focused on their pre and post workout nutrition. So I'll have people send me some snapshots, like message me um, with a picture of their shake or a powder or something like that. You know, and please don't do that. I get a lot of those and I can't answer everybody and it makes me feel so bad. Um, you can always send me a question, maybe email me, but I have so many different ways people are, you know, asking me questions and I can't get to them all and then I feel awful. Um, but anyway, I've gotten some of those, you know, with pictures and please look at these ingredients and all that kind of thing. Um, but they've been told that these shakes and powders, you know, taking those either pre or post workout will just, you know, magically make their workouts amazing or just make them into these, you know, muscle machines. And my thought is, you know, if you're a bodybuilder or an athlete or something like that, I can see giving that some consideration for some kind of hacky things to do to the body and, you know, some tweaks like that. I mean, but for a regular old gal, you know, probably just like you and me trying to get some exercise, you don't need to worry about that. I mean, most of, most of us are sitting much more than we should be, you know, sitting at a desk um, throughout the day. And then we pick out this, you know, one hour where we're going to go and work out. Um, and then, you know, what we think our bodies can't handle that. <laughs> that workout without having something before or after you know what I mean it just really it's not necessary and I'd rather burn the energy that I've already got stored on my body than put some right in before you know what I mean um I like to work out in a fasted state in the morning and just play off that fat burning mode I'm in and just let my body just kind of put the pedal to the metal on the fat burning acceleration um but I just you know in all of this context you know we just have to remember that God made our bodies much more hearty than having to eat every two to three hours. Okay, we are designed to be metabolically flexible so that we can go a decent time between meals or work out in the morning before we eat breakfast, like I said. Um, you know, if he wouldn't designed us that way, we wouldn't have made it this far, right? The human race would have died out if we could, you know, had to eat every two to three hours. Good Lord. Um, but here's, you know, here's why it's confusing and here's why we have heard that advice because back in the 80s and 90s when the government and therefore dietitians and nutritionists deemed that fat was the devil and that we should eat 6 to 12 servings of carbohydrates a day. Do you remember that food pyramid? They don't use that anymore. Um, but the food pyramid, a lot of us were kind of raised in that era and you know had taken on the advice of that era and that's what has made everybody just ruined their metabolism created obesity and diabetes and all of these problems is because we have been told to eat so many carbohydrates and the thing is carbohydrates are the least filling or sustaining macronutrient they just don't have the oomph of proteins and fats you know and so the more carbs you eat, the more carbs you'll need to eat and actually want to eat. 
The more you eat carbs, the more your blood sugar acts like a roller coaster. The more you eat carbs, the more you set off insulin to store fat instead of burn it. The more you eat carbs, the more you train your body to be a sugar burner. And the more you are a sugar burner, the more often you have to eat because the body runs out of fuel quickly and can't easily switch into fat burning mode. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And so the, you know, eat more times a day advice was really born out of necessity because people were hungry. You know, being a sugar burner doesn't get you very far between meals. You know, your body uses those, um, those carbohydrates, the sugars, like I said, fairly quickly. If you remember the fire analogy, carbohydrates are like the kindling of your fire and fat is like the logs of your fire. You know, the kindling burns up quickly. You either use it right away or you store it. And so before you know it, you're hungry again, but your body can't tap into that stored energy because you've set off insulin so much and everything has gone wonky. It's like this crazy vicious cycle that we create for ourselves. So that's why when you get your blood sugar balanced, and you get your body to burn fat efficiently, you find yourself not needing to eat five to six times a day. Your body is burning carbs, your body is burning fat, you don't crash at three o'clock in the afternoon and eat coffee and candy bars to get you through to dinner. It's a beautiful thing. Also what happens is that your hunger hormones get back on track. Ghrelin is the hormone that tells you you're hungry. You know, remember it's the pick up the fork sister that hormone. Leptin is the hormone that tells your body you're full. It's the put down the fork sister hormone. Okay. So when these are working as they should, you'll have better signaling. Otherwise we're hearing way too much from ghrelin telling us to pick up the fork and not enough from leptin telling us to put it down. You see? So once we've got all of this working right again, we also get tapped back into our intuitive eating, right? Because if someone is telling you to eat six times a day or even three times a day, but you're like, I'm not hungry, then who do you listen to? You listen to your body, okay? That's why when someone's metabolism and hormones and all the things are shifting, like when we do feast to fast, I am like, listen to your body, and eat when you're hungry, just as simple as that, whether that's one time a day or four times a day. The other thing is that when someone has weight to lose and their body is finally able to switch into fat burning mode, they may need to eat less for a while because the body is dining in, quote unquote, so to speak, okay? It's like we've got all this stored food on our body and now that we can get access to it, we're gonna eat away right? Dining in. It's like internal liposuction as your fat is finally liberated to be used as fuel. It's just so super awesome. You know, and someone may find that they need less meals um, for a while, but then after a little bit, feel like they need to add in another meal. And that's all good. Your body is just coming back into balance and budgeting its energy more efficiently. Now I want to circle back a bit to that intuitive eating. 
Um, because another thing you have to do for yourself is recognize when a food works for you and when it doesn't, even if it may go against the advice of all the experts, okay? Because if kale makes you feel like crap, and for some people it does, and oatmeal makes you feel amazing, well, great. That's what works for you. The more you observe and make connections between what you eat and how your body responds, the better you get at nailing down what works for you. That's one reason we systematically approach carbs and feast to fast because when we get to week two, which is whole food carbs week, that's when we start add, adding in things like the oatmeal and rice and quinoa and beans and all of that stuff. And a lot of people either realize um, it doesn't work for their bodies or they don't think it's worth the carb load or that they really missed it in week one and that it's totally worth it to them and they feel great on it. You know, and those are all really important and wonderful things to discover um, about yourself. And that varies from person to person. You just really have to figure out what works for you and, you know, take in, of course, we want to, you know, listen to advice from professionals, but there's no better professional than your body. And yes, it can get out of whack when we've mistreated it for a while, right? Those hormone signalings can get off and um, our dopamine receptors can get off. Um, if you remember the podcast I did about the party in your mouth, you know, we've been having a lot of party in our mouth over the holidays. So we do need to, um, you know, reset those taste buds and those dopamine receptors. And so once we do all of that, and you know, we can do that really quickly. A lot of this happens when we do it in Feast of Fast, it's like in week one. We are just off and running. I think we do a really um, good job of setting the stage in Feast to Fast for doing all of these things and getting the body back to metabolic flexibility and also teaching you how to be an intuitive eater, you know, which means there is no perfect number of meals. It's what your body needs. The most important barometer of that is, are you hungry? That's what you ask yourself. Am I hungry for this? You know, it's noon, I'm supposed to eat lunch, but I mean, do I even want it? Am I hungry? You know, and if you put it off a couple hours and eat lunch at two, even if you're still eating the same number, you know, of meals a day and they're just a little different times, you know, allow your body to get a little bit hungry. You know, when we feel that hunger, that's a great sign. How, <laughs> how long has it been since you've actually felt hunger that scares some people they think if I feel hungry then um, you know that means that my body's just gonna you know I'm gonna suffer <laughs> and it's gonna shut down and I'm you know a lot of people do have that blood sugar dysregulation where they get hangry and moody you know and do feel shaky that is those are clear signs of blood sugar dysregulation and we got to get those balanced you know um, but you can feel hungry and that be okay that's actually um, a sign that your body is really starting to kick in and um, use fat for energy. So it's not such a bad thing um, to feel hunger sometimes and allow your body to kind of get back to that baseline of actually recognizing true hunger. You know, don't eat because you think you're supposed to eat. Eat because your body is ready for some grub you know, and that also goes along with the podcast I did about skipping breakfast, you know, and not feeling like you have to eat first thing in the morning, because that's what you've heard 
you know that you got to get up and fire up your metabolism, but the last thing that you want to do is eat in the morning. Don't. If you're not hungry in the morning, then don't eat right away. Okay. All right, sweet friends. I hope that was some good counsel for you today. If you need or want more good counsel and guidance to getting your metabolism and intuitive eating back on track, come join us in Feast of Fast. We start January 6th, right around the corner. Um, it's our new year, um, our new year theme, which is called Whole New You. So that is also our scripture focus. Our scripture focus is really looking at um, mindset and the power of the word and your words. And so that's what the daily scripture inspiration will all be about as we move into 2020. Um, we just want you to be whole in spirit, mind, and body. And that is our goal in Feast of Fast. So we have daily verses to lift you, sound advice to guide you, and fellowship to encourage you, okay? You can go to feastoffast.co. Yes, it's .co, not .com. That was already taken. It's such a bummer. <laughs> but .co is good. It's like we're a company, right? We are a company, and we are a good company of bringing you in with open arms and um, really integrating um, health with this full spirit mind body package. We just love it. So um, even though we don't start till January 6th, if you go and sign up, you get all of your program materials um, right away so that you can go ahead and get prepared. Okay. All right, my friends, I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.